0: hello everybody welcome to got your back today on the podcast we've got a beauty a big time guest with his return to calgary set for next tuesday panthers forward matthew kachuk is going to join us to discuss his season so far and expectations for his return
1: there's probably only a handful of people that actually get booed individuals that get booed in the road (laughs) rings but Normally, the players that do, they're doing something right.
0: Oh, and he does. This guy gets booed, and it's going to be interesting to see his return to Calgary. We also asked him to compare playing for Paul Maurice versus Daryl Sutter. And you're going to want to hear his answer. Also on the podcast, we'll go over some of the latest happenings around the league, including a look at the Leafs' decor, which is, oh, some kind of decimated right now. Meaning the elder statesman, Mark Giordano, is going to have to carry a massive load. That 800K is about to look pretty bargain basement. Presented by Cross Country Canada Supplies and Rentals, you're listening to Got Your Back. And we'll remind you, Cross Country Canada Supplies and Rentals provides equipment and supplies to all facets of the canadian construction industry but what really sets them apart is their get-or-done attitude a core value of their company i've been to their head office they actually have it displayed on the wall at each of their branches every one of their staff members lives by the getter done formula to ensure they never let their customers down they'll bend over backwards to get their clientele what they need when they need it cross-country canada takes great pride in this attitude and truly believes Their customer success is their success. As we say good morning to uh, uh, an early morning Ray Ferraro. A little earlier on the the Pacific time zone, Ray, and you got a busy day ahead of you. So we've got, uh, I don't know, is it early morning grumpy Ray version? Or what version of Ray do we have at this uh, early hour?
2: No, this is um, out of bed, um, trying to find stuff I need to pack that should have been done a couple of days ago that Uh-oh. I need to do before uh, kids get to school and flight gets going. So I, I, I get some I get some things going here that um, I'd like to – this is the fallacy of my life. I like to tell myself I'm really organized. You're not. Ryan,
0: I can not. tell you you're not. I've traveled with you, Ray. I, How I can like... you fool yourself into calling yourself an organized person, buddy? it's um
2: it's one of life's great lies that i tell i just like i I, but okay for example i'm going to see my son in germany uh landon's playing over there in cologne and awesome i'm really looking forward to it haven't seen him play live since 2018 so i'm you know this will be really fun but um get to sit spend some time with him and his wife emily and it'll be great I know I got a phone charger, an adapter, a Euro adapter here. I know I do. I know right. I got a couple of them. Yeah. Which which drawer they're in? Which box? I, this should not be a hunt and search mission at uh, right six thirty seven.
0: So you're what you're a you lot doing? of wonderful things, Ray, right? and I love you. Doing there, our... Well, then. I'm going to show you right now. Just one second. Because okay. yeah. I mean. This has the potential to pull the headset out of your computer, and then you put Oh, you're good, you're good. So what do you need here, Ray? I've got I got this international one. I've oh, got, that I got one. a bag here. I got, I literally have an entire but you, bag here okay, but of international you know where it adapters. Is. I huh? know. Yeah, you know yeah. where it is. It's in the basket. There's a basket right down here in my office. It just goes right here. I just throw it in the basket. Look, I see this basket. Throw it in the basket.
2: I got a it's basket like shelf. that, Ryan. You know what's in it? It goes on my shelf. You yep. know what's in the basket I have like that? Kit Kat oh. bars.
0: <laughs> oh buddy i love it so and you're procrastinator too on this stuff hey like yeah. you're packing like are you fully you, packed yet
2: um what's your definition of fully i i is your, yes it, is your zipper yeah.
0: done up in the things by the front door right now
2: that bag is yes my back my okay. pack no not done oh. that's uh so i get and that's the one that's kind of the most important stuff like it's yeah. the, you got to fill 10 hours on the flight, right? right. So, you know, you got to be organized. Oh, buddy. I'll get it Buddy, get You'll
0: get her done, eh? Oh, yeah. Um, hey, well, if I Matthew. don't,
2: I'm going to get on the plane anyway. So Yeah, <laughs> one way or
0: another, do. you're going to Germany, just how yeah. comfortable you're going to be on the way. Yeah. Um, hey, we had Matthew Kachuk on the podcast. So Pierre and I are the ones that did the interview. Um, so that's coming up uh, here in the next segment. But I just wanted to get your impressions really quick before we uh, get on to our other content today. Like often it takes guys a little bit of time to get settled into a new environment after a big change, Ray, but he had eight Mm -hmm. points in his first five games and it's been really smooth sailing for Matthew Kachuk. Why do you think that is? Uh,
2: Because of his personality that, you know, like I, some people, um, they do take a long time to, to get settled in. And um, you know, a great example is, you know, is, is Linus Olmark in Boston. Last year, he signs a five-year deal. For him, it's a, you know, it's a major step. He leaves Buffalo, he goes to Boston, and he's brutal the first month. And, you know, of course, the way media and fans are now is like, you know, could they look at buying him out? It's a month into the contract, <laughs> right? If, <laughs> stop it. Anyway, he, from the end of, uh, middle of November to now, he's, He's been the best goalie next to Shusterkin in the league. It took him six weeks. He's like family, kids, wife, circle of friends, like all of it, just, you know, playing Mm. to a new team, a new style. And it all was a lot for him. And he just, he said, you know, it took me time. Well, Kachuk likes, he likes being the center of things like it's part of his personality. You know, I played with his dad a little bit. It was this part of Keith's personality. He loved being the center of it. Even when he didn't try to be, he was right. Like it's just his, his way. So Matthew goes to Florida and he's not, I can guarantee you, he's not at all uncomfortable about his contract. He's not at all uncomfortable about a change and a new system and a new conference and new teams and living in Florida and any of that stuff. He's like, this is awesome. And so don't, let's not forget too, that he helped engineer that trade. Yeah. You know, so he was going to a place that he wanted to go to. And so he hits the ground and man, he's guys, a terrific player and he's playing with, you know, he plays with good players and, and he just swallows that up. I think Ryan, that's why he can be successful where it might take, people with different personalities a little bit longer to settle in.
0: Yeah. And we asked him about, uh, so he's returning to Calgary next week. We hit him up on that. The other thing we asked him about, his answer was really interesting, was comparing and contrasting playing for Daryl Sutter versus Paul Maurice. Can you imagine any more dramatic a swing of coaching presence, you know, than, than those two? And I, I, I won't, I'm not going to give away too much, but what I'll tell you is that in his answer, he didn't say Sutter's name once. Didn't even didn't breathe his name, talked all about Paul Maurice, uh, in that answer. So it uh, it sounds like it's been a pretty dramatic swing for him that way.
2: Well, uh, you know, I mean, if <clears throat> if you've had the chance, never mind just their interviews, but if you've had the chance to talk to to both of them, mm-hmm. um, you say good morning to Daryl, and you know, and start the conversation, and every you know, there's a there's a way that he talks. It's just, it's short. It's direct. It's, you say good morning to Paul, and you can, you know, he's like, like us. I mean, you can go get a coffee, but by the time the answer's finished, like he's just, that's just his his way. It's just the way Paul is, right? And
0: that's more like Dregs. Dregs is like that than you and me. No, it's it's like you. It's like you. There's there's no. Am question. I more long winded than Dregs? He and I get into this fight all the time.
2: Yeah, you know why I think I would. I'd say you are is you will turn down a couple of different paths. Dregs is like a dog on a bone, like he just goes straight ahead. And he's right. like you know, this is why you and I could go. I'm trying to think of where we were. Were we in Ostrava, maybe? And we okay. go for maybe. we ended up on the other side of some park and we went for a walk.
0: Like we were You must so have been fun. directing us. You must have been oh, in charge you know of the direction. It, it was in were
2: you in Paris?
0: Uh no, I was not in Paris. So,
2: Okay. It was it was a city with a central square and we ended up so far away. You were contemplating different things you could do in your career. I this is gonna be hard for people to believe. I didn't have much to say.
0: You oh, were yeah, I remember you,
2: Oh my gosh, we were miles away. And your strides are longer, so <laughs> It's a lot of work for me to keep up. Those little legs of yours are just oh, like, I was like, was I was like the Fred brutal. Flintstone cart, <laughs> and and so yeah, you you can get off the path a bit. We yeah. talked about lots of things there.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Well, for the record, you just got off the path with that story you told. Thank so you. I think maybe at least I know it about myself. I think you are. You think you're organized and you think you're short winded. Oh, you I'm, are oh, one of the I'm most not short winded. Least self aware.
2: <laughs> i know no no i know that, that there are times i'm talking like right now and i'm like i should just shut up soon yeah. i should shut up but i can't wow.
0: well the sooner you shut up the sooner we can move on and we can get this done So, do you so you can go and, and you can get packing and you can you get yourself copy? ready yeah we got a couple more topics let's get sure. to it uh we call it the breakdown here on got your back and it's brought to you by pro hockey life love having them as sponsors Christmas is on the way. Pro Hockey Life has absolutely everything you need for the hockey player or monstrous fan in your life from equipment that fits all your needs or the needs of your player to team apparel, jerseys, uh, clothing, novelty items, stocking stuffers. It's a one-stop shop for the Christmas shopping. The hockey fan in your life, 16 locations across the country. Pro Hockey Life is obsessed with the game like Ray is. And uh, like I am and like you are. Uh, Let's start with the Toronto Maple Leafs here, Ray, because, man, they've been dealt. I mean, for some teams, this would be a death blow. We'll see what it ends up looking like for them. Morgan Riley on LTIR with the left knee. Some are saying four to six weeks or longer. Jake Muzzin, Mm -hmm. as we know, is already out. Uh, Brody is out with an oblique right now. That is three pretty critical defensemen that are on the shelf. And when you look at who's going to eat those minutes, you look right at Mark Giordano. This is a tough one to have happen right now.
2: Yeah, well, of course it is. The, the of course I think more people are starting to understand what LTI is all about, the long-term injury uh, yeah. relief that you can get. And it looks great on paper, but you really can't do anything with it unless the player is not coming back. So yeah, it seems like Jake Muzzin is not going to be coming back. Um, certainly, if he is coming back, it's going to be way late in the season. So the Leafs will and can use that money to to find a replacement to do their best to find a replacement. Now that's the first part of it. The second part is then they've got to be able to put a trade package together. Well, that's that's going to be an issue for them too because they don't have a lot of draft picks. They don't have a lot of prospects and you know, it's going to be it's going to be a challenge for them. The Riley one is, you know, he went on LTI this morning, I think, or late yesterday, mm-hmm. so it's twenty-four days. That's great. You can go get, you can go use Morgan Riley's contract, but then as soon as he comes back, you now you got to do something with that money. It's kind of like Florida's got Anthony DiClair coming back here, and and you know they're standing in a pothole, like they they're going to have to get rid of three million dollars in salary or Claire because they have no room. Yeah. They can't bring him back. Yeah. So t- Toronto's in a tough spot. What? What I'm really kind of interested in is um, I didn't think their defense was at the level they needed it to be with those guys. And so it, I certainly don't think it is now. But the the pressure to me doesn't go to Matt Murray in goal or Ilya Samsonov when he comes back. It goes to their forwards because the, the Leafs, I think they're 6-1-3 and three in their last 10, and their goals against have gone way down. even yeah. Even though – there's always something that you look at and you go, oh, geez, look at what they did on that goal. They're, I mean, their overtime play is pretty pretty brutal, but, uh, you know, they've lost three times in it. But um, their forwards are going to have to score around this defense now. That's That's going to be their path forward because they're, I mean, you just can't magically make an NHL defenseman appear. They just, you call a guy up, he might be good for two or three games. He might, then he hits the ditch and then someone else might play for two or three games. So it's, it'll be a challenge.
0: 18 minutes and 39 seconds a night so far this season for Mark Giordano. And, and quite a bit of this is going to end up falling on him. And he's used to doing this throughout his career. He has eaten big minutes. He has taken big responsibility. He's played against the best players in the world night in, night out. Not necessarily the stage he's at right now in his career, but he's going to be leaned on to do this. You know, he comes back for 800K, and what have you seen from him so far this year, Ray? How do you think he's set up to handle what's probably about to fall on his shoulders? I know they'll spread it around, but he's the guy that's been there and, and done this before.
2: Oh, I well, I think he's had a really good season. I think he's had an amazing season if you compare it to the dollars that yeah. that they're paying him. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of contracts around the league that aren't, that you know, teams don't get bang for buck for and, you know, for 800 K, um, plus the, the way that he's been able to play. Um, I, I think, I, I, I don't know how anybody could be displeased with, with what Giordano has done. The, here's, here's the issue though, you know, is Ryan is he's going to end up with three or four more minutes a night, probably, mm-hmm. you know, if they can keep it in the 22 range, There's a point with every player of diminishing return where you're most effective at 16 minutes, but not at 19. And I I do think over the course of the next month, it's going to be a challenge for Giordano to keep his level of play. The one thing that he will do, because he's not the fastest guy, is he always plays really well. Like is his head is is his biggest asset right now. He knows the game. He's been. There's no play that he hasn't quite seen, although some of the way that some of the younger players play now is like that must be even eye-opening for someone that's been around as long as Mark has. You know, it, it's more creative, it's quicker, there's more switches. All that stuff he's going to have to really be sharp on because his foot speed isn't, well, nobody's foot speed at age 40 is what it is at 25. Yeah. So that that will be a real challenge for him, and they got to be careful to to try and get the best out of him you can't overload them, and I—I I mean, that's the way I feel about it. Everybody wants to play more, but there is a point where you go, "Oops, we're now getting into a point where it's going backwards."
0: Yeah, ten, five, and five on the year, second in the Atlantic. We'll see how they do covering uh, while these guys are away, heading out on a four-game road trip. Oh, no problem. Just have the New Jersey Devils on tap. So, uh, well, I saw them the will, other night against you know, the Oilers. Wow. Yeah, they're—I
2: uh, think they're doing okay. They're kind of on a heater, as old Jack would say.
0: The speed they play with, hey, yeah. I mean, it's they're, they're so fast. Like the order you team know, were just backed right up all game.
2: Ryan, I watched them their first game of the year, and uh, Nico Hischier wasn't uh, in the lineup. And mm-hmm. um, and it was the first game. And, but my initial take was, man, these guys are small. Like their forwards are not very mm-hmm. big at all. They got a big defense, but I was like, I wonder how this is going to work. And then they lost their first three games, and then, you know, my like, my picture gets hardened a little bit, and I'm like, "Yeah, they. I think they are too small. They can get pushed out of games, and then it's just like they hit their stride. And they hell, they've almost clinched a playoff spot already. <laughs> it's ridiculous! Because I mean, like, if you think of it, if they need 95 points, what what do they have right now? 32. Uh,
0: yeah, I think yeah, something. Grab I think too. it's
2: 32 right now. Yeah, and, six, um,
0: yeah sixteen and
2: three. Sixteen yeah. and three. So they're 32 points. They need. 60, 63 points in 63 games, like they're going to get that unless their goaltending falls off the planet. But man, they are something.
0: I think it, I, the interesting thing for me too is that I believe that lot, a lot of this has to do with coaching. I really do. And and you have Fire Lindy chance early on in the season. But the style of play that he has them playing, and it's interesting, Ray, like you watch the games, like Thomas Tatar is playing the game in a way that I don't recall him playing Uh, at other points in his career like their style of play is so consistent shift doesn't matter which line is out there they play the same way and to me i think part of that has to fall on coaching
2: well if we're if we're ever we always throw shade at the coaches when things don't go well so when things go well it can't just be the players right it's got like there's a there's a mesh that has to happen player to coach and um clearly they're off to a an amazing start. And the other, the other thing is the fire Lindy stuff and all that, like, you know, Lindy Roth's been around forever. Like, you know, I don't even know how many years he's coached, but uh, you know, good, bad, otherwise he's been through most of it. And he just kind of plugs along and does his thing. And he's got the, there's no need for him to, to change. Uh, You know, you've, you've got to be accepting of what your players are. Like he can't coach a team that, is going to be big and physical cuz they're not. Yeah. And so there's one of the advantages a veteran coach has is that they're I think they're more able to look at their team and say okay this is the way I need to coach it. might, might not be the way I in my gut feel I'd like to play, but this is the team I have and I I think Lindy deserves to he deserves a lot of credit. I mean that's been a coach that's been through black and blue teams. Remember the old, his Buffalo teams, they were oh, yeah. hard.
0: Yeah. And they
2: beat the hell out of you. And that's how we coach because that's how they play. And so I I enjoy watching them play, man. They're fun to watch.
0: You bring up the Buffalo Sabres. Let's go there again. I feel like every time I've had you on the pod this year, we've talked about Tage Thompson, but I guess it's just the kind of season that the guy is having. Two more primary assists last night, and they were really nice ones. Leading the NHL with 20 points since October 31st, Tage Thompson. And, you know, when he signed that deal, I think everyone raised a bit of an eyebrow and went, oh, do they know something we don't? I mean, 38 goals was good, but eh, let's see him do it again. Why do you have to do that right now? All those questions came flooding in. If it keeps up this way, they probably save themselves a million to a million and a half a year over the, you know, the term of that deal. This was a, seems to have been a great read. And what a season from this six foot seven giant, Ray. Yeah, I, um,
2: I see a little Mario Lemieux in him. I mean, I'm not, I mean, Mario Lemieux is one of the greatest of all times, but I played against Mario uh, quite a bit because we were in the same conference. Now I didn't get on the ice a lot against him, which was <laughs> just fine. But um, it, it, when he gets the puck, Thompson too, their their size, their reach, and their skill, it, it's impossible to get to the puck. Like they they put the puck on the other side of their body, they shield it, the yeah. the puck's literally ten feet away from you all of a sudden. You're like, how am I gonna get that? And they you know, and Thompson has just amazing hands. And the other thing is he loves to hold on to the puck. Like he yeah. loves
0: loves making hang on. plays, hey. Eh?
2: Yeah, he's he's so good. And here's the thing about the contract, and, and this is where I I think it's probably best that most managers don't pay attention to what us us and fans or anybody say is that so say they would have waited a year. Then you're in the position with New Jersey is with Jesper Bratt. Hey, do it again. He's making $5.45 million this year. Well, what do you think that's going to cost? Yeah. So they they made <clears> – <throat> it's their job to be able to evaluate their players. And so what they've done is they've, they've got some term on Thompson. They went and signed um, uh, Samuelson. Uh, mm-hmm. The defenseman, Shell Sam- Shel Samuelson's kid, he's another yeah. monster. Their defense is gigantic. They've got a bunch of these young guys locked up for years. Now, the hope is that they bet on the right guys. I don't, I don't think there's a miss with Thompson here. Like the, when they yeah. signed him, I was like, guys, thirty-eight goals last year. That he's not, he's not going backwards. He's just too good. He's, he's too big. He's got too good a shot. He's too creative. He's going to have a monster year again this year.
0: Shooting at 14% because you say, well, is it sustainable? That's one of the things you look at is shooting percentage when a guy's scoring lots of goals. Mm -hmm. His career is 11.4. It's not like he's eight or nine or 10% above what his career shooting percentage is. Like the goal scoring is very real. He did it last year, he's doing it again this year. But the quality of the plays and the skill level and the confidence that he's showing for a guy this size, you can bring up Mario for sure. Um, and there's a debate whether he's six six or six seven. Let's say he's six because it's a better story. If he's from from seven. my from my size, Ryan, he's he's six tall, ten foot ten foot ten.
2: Let's... Yeah, there's there's no chance that like who the <laughs> hell cares six seven. The guys that matter were me five eight or five ten on a hockey card. It goes down yeah. once it's five ten. That's what it is.
0: The uh, Sabres are 8-11 and 11 on the season, 7th in the Atlantic. They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10. They've had a rough, rough patch uh, this season. They've had a good patch and a rough patch. It's been a little bit yeah. up and down here. But I think when we watch them play and you look at the blue line and what they have on the way, well, what they have already here, the quality of play they're getting from young players, I think for the first time in a long time, Ray, the future in Buffalo seems um, not just bright, but it seems – really, really bright. And, uh, it looks like it's, it's really going to develop into something that could be pretty significant.
2: Ryan, if, if one of those college goalies that they have, um, Petrello or, uh, Levi, if one of them is really good, they're on the way. If they're both good, man, they're, they're, they're loaded because, um, th- I mean, Craig Anderson is 41 and, their younger goalie, uh Ukapaka Lukanen, uh, my favorite Finnish name of all time, I think. But That's he um he hasn't quite found any footing yet. Like they, you know, uh, Comries hurt. They've they've kind of danced around that position. And one of their theories is they don't want to make a deal for a goalie that blocks the path of their college guys. And those guys are coming in March. Makes sense. So, you know, and so to go sign a goalie for three years that takes all the starts. Well, how does that help these young guys? So, um, their defense, like Samuelson, Dahlin and Power are all enormous. And one thing that I think is you look around the league and I know a lot of analytics will tell you that, uh, undersized defensemen are, uh, are undervalued. Um, look at any team that gets deep in the playoffs and their defense is big. They're just, yep. they clog up the ice. There's no room to go. They can all skate now. You know, it's not like these big slow guys of the past. Um, Buffalo set up pretty good. Now Now these kids just have to develop and you have yep. to hope they develop kind of on the Roz, same timeline.
0: Dalian is playing 26 minutes and 11 seconds a night. He's got 23 points in 18 games. I mean, he has arrived in a huge way right now. Owen Powers, a rookie, 23-33 a game. He's got eight assists, He's, you know, looking for the first goal of the year. But you look at the way he skates at the puck and the way he can make passes and break out. Like, I was watching a bit of the game last night, and just the guy just controls games as a rookie. It's it's pretty crazy. Well, the to to watch.
2: Roll, the ball's going to roll over there in the Eastern Conference pretty quick here. You know, so, <laughs> you know, Jersey's clearly taking the step this year and – certainly thus far. And then, but there's, you know, Buffalo and I know things have gone way sideways in, in Ottawa, but you know, they've got some good players without Josh Norris and Thomas Shabbat in their lineup. They're mm-hmm. really thin. They're just, yeah. they're just thin and they can't overcome it. Um, I mean, they're getting smashed right now, but those, those three plus Detroit, you know, there's going to be some regular participants in the playoffs that are going to run into the end of the road here pretty quick.
0: Quick thought on the Edmonton Oilers from you, what you're seeing here. Uh, They're, you know, they're dangerously close to that 500 range, but it's so packed up through the standings. They're like, you know, four or five points out of like sixth in the league. It's crazy how jammed up it is. But uh, is there a concern level from you on uh, where the Oilers are at? There's this U.S. Thanksgiving thing coming up, and they're a wildcard team or barely in, uh, depending on what happens here tonight. Where are you at on the Oilers, Ray?
2: Well. Uh, I, I think it's pretty clear they miss Kane quite a bit. Yeah. Um, they miss Yamamoto. Um, you know the healthy Yamamoto, um, the the effective one. That takes your top six and you know cuts it by thirty percent. You're you're gonna miss that. You know where wherever Yamamoto plays now they got to fill in that spot. Wherever Kane is gonna play, like they can't fill in that spot. Like you you just can't Help. go get anybody to do that. And, you know, I mean, they didn't sign Jack Campbell to be a backup. And so while goaltending hasn't necessarily been the issue, you know, they, they got to find a way to get him on the beam. And and I will say this, I'll make this comparison, since you've got Kachuk on the show uh, as well today, is that Jack Campbell's personality is nothing like Matthew Kachuk's. It is nothing like it. Yeah. And, and so the the change... The system change, the city change, the life change. To me, this is. I, w- I won't. I am a little surprised because I because I think Jack is is a better than average NHL goalie. I really do. I don't. I don't really have a lot that makes me worry after watching the last three years and or two and a half years in Toronto. I just. I think he's good. Uh, I'm not surprised that he's had a stumble out of the blocks here. I just, and I think it's more to do with everything else than stop in the puck, but everything else affects stop in the puck.
0: Yeah. A couple of the high profile guys that changed locations over the summer, Jonathan Huberto, Jack Campbell. Um, Sometimes it lands and guys do great. Like we see with Matthew Kachuk. Other times there's a stumble and we've seen, definitely seen a stumble for both of those players, pretty critical players for their respective organizations. And, We'll see if they're able to get themselves uh, back on track. All right, that was The Breakdown brought to you by Pro Hockey Life. Okay, Ray, you're done. You can go and uh, get back to your tasks. I'm looking to at that globe your over your shoulder. I'm yeah, what do you think that? of that? You like that? Oh, it's
2: nice, and I'm just thinking, hmm, I'll be
0: somewhere else on that globe. Gonna grab this. I'm going to grab the globe here. So you're going from... I'll spin it, and then I'm going the other way. <laughs> you go, spin it. You're going from, oh, my eyes are terrible. I can't even see where there's right South there, America. Wait. No, you're not there. No. If,
2: oh. I, if you see South America, go north. That's where we are. <laughs> yeah. And then all the way over to
0: Germany. Yes. There you go. How many hours is the flight, buddy? I don't know. Eh. I, I think it's eight. You got it, some shows it, downloaded or what? Like what? Um,
2: I actually have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pieces of. Uh, reading I got to catch up on from the league that I all I just loaded into oh these yeah so I and uh, well actually 12 and uh, so that'll take a few hours uh, then I'm I'm listening to this podcast that mm-hmm. I'm just with fa- Pierre and are I
0: you, every Wednesday no that's not it um
2: uh, are you a history guy
0: uh not particularly I like it but I, I wouldn't say that I gravitate towards it okay I somehow I found this one I'm a
2: I'm I'm fascinated by history. My dad loved it. So I, I think that's, you know, we used to talk about it, I used to learn a lot from him uh about it. And uh, it's called Real Dictators. Okay. And oh my gosh, the history through these people and what they did, which is you makes you shake your head a hundred times a show, but uh I, I'm fascinated by it. So I got a bunch of those downloaded, so I'll be I'll be listening away.
0: Right on buddy. I'm not, well, I'm not thanks a watcher. for uh
2: the... I don't like to watch I,
0: yeah, I see, I'm not a, I'm not a huge reader. Like I I do audio books instead of actual yeah. books because I have to read so much for work. The last thing I want to do when it's time to relax is read because I, I got to wake up. You wake up every day and we all go through our notes and we have, there's so much reading. So I listen to audio. <laughs> listen to
2: you. Wow, did you? There's so much reading.
0: <laughs> no, I, it's not my favorite thing. I think I need glass my different prescription too because too much reading and I start to get headachey. And so I just, I find myself gravitating away from it. But I listen to audiobooks. One of my favorite things is when a person I'm interested in writes a book and then they narrate their own book. I love listening to audiobooks from the actual authors, the actual people. So Berkey had his, mm-hmm. right? Matthew Perry just came out with one. Will Smith did one. I love uh, narrated books. So when the Ray Ferraro, no chance. Uh, How to Be Organized.
2: Oh, uh, that's <laughs> tips? Uh... But That's a two-volume set. Exactly.
0: Uh, make sure you make sure you narrate your own book. I think it would be an amazing keepsake for your life to have narrated your own life story. You know, you
2: know what? Uh, I'll keep that in mind. You know what is funny? When I come in, I fly back home, and the custom guy, you know, he's at customs. He's got his head down. He's doing his thing, and I start. He's like, "Where you been?" And I start talking, and they just <laughs> their head. <laughs> So many times their head just pops up. They're like, oh, yeah, I got you on my EA game. Or, yeah, you know, like they know you my voice. voice. They don't know me. They just know yeah. my voice, right? Yeah. It's That's so pretty cool.
0: That's a pretty cool legacy to leave behind, your voice on a video game. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, Cammy,
2: Cammy walks around with earplugs. It's not so much a <laughs> legacy. <here.
0: laughs> I know. For the hockey fan out there, they love hearing your voice. But everybody else, like – growing very tired of the sound of your voice my family gets it too they hear me i'm in the office doing this that you do radio and you're talking on the phone i can't stand the sound of my own voice as a podcaster anymore
2: yeah and then you want to go have a conversation with one of the kids and they're yeah. like i've been listening to
0: you for three hours yeah and you're i like, need you to just not talk right not. now Dad." <laughs> <laughs> which does not come easily for you more so than me, oh, yeah, uh, Ray yeah, Ferraro. Yeah. Hey, safe travels, my friend. Thank you so much for doing this. Say hi to Landon for us, and we'll touch base with you when you get back. we Will do, Ryan. We'll talk to you in December. All right, sounds good. On the other side of the break, set to make his return to Calgary Fl- or Panthers star forward, Matthew Kachuk, joins Pierre Lebrun and I. You're listening to Got Your Back, Lebrun and Rashad, brought to you by Cross Country Canada Supplies and Rentals. We want to tell you about a truly Canadian company. Cross Country Canada Supplies and Rentals provides equipment and supplies to all facets of the Canadian construction industry. But what sets them apart is their get-or-done attitude. It's a core value of their company. I've been to the offices. I've seen how they proudly display that on the wall at each branch. Every one of the staff members lives by the get done formula to ensure they'll never let their customers down. They'll bend over backwards to get their clientele what they need, when they need it, and they don't make excuses. Cross-country Canada takes great pride in this attitude, and they truly believe that the success of their customer is their success. You can't get much more Canadian than that. All right, time now for Who's Got Your Back? Brought to you by Liberty Smart Security, a company that specializes in having your back. High-quality, advanced smart security systems, For your home or your business, Liberty Smart Security uses cutting-edge technology to protect the things that you value most in your life. Your home is your castle. Protect it with Liberty Smart Security. Visit uh, libertysecurity.ca to see all of their products and their services. I've been protecting my family with a Liberty Smart Security system for oh, a good six or seven years, and it's awesome. It's so intuitive. It's easy to use if you want it to be, but it can be really advanced. There's all sorts of really cool systems that they have in place. You can get into geo-fencing. You can get into cameras, all sorts of really awesome stuff if you're more of the, the tech-minded uh, homeowner, or it can be really, really simple if that's the way you want it to be as well. Liberty Security, uh, a great company uh, to use to protect the things that you value the most. Okay. So this player uh, made the biggest of off-season splashes this year when he informed the Calgary Flames that long-term his future was not going to be in Calgary. And that coming off of a 104-point, 42-goal season for Matthew Kachuk. But here's the deal. He worked pretty closely with the Flames to facilitate that trade. And so it would make sense, not just for himself, but for the organization as well. Was it just me or was it one of the more cordial departures? early career departures for a star player and his organization, because Calgary ended up with a great return. Matthew Kachuk got the spot he wanted in the Florida Sun in a massive new eight-year, $76 million contract. He is set to make his return to Calgary next week, and he took some time out to chat with Pierre and I. Presented by Liberty Smart Security, Florida Panthers forward, Matthew Kachuk. On Twitter, he is known as Kachuki Cheese underscore, and uh, he's got fifty-one thousand followers, almost twice as many as his brother. On Instagram, he's got one hundred and thirty-one thousand followers; his brother only one hundred and one thousand. Uh, what do you think, Matthew? Does he care more about that stuff, or do you?
1: I'm gonna go with C. None of the above. We're not into that. Uh, Any caring about that stuff?
0: Yeah, social media. Hey, I know the way it is with you players. Uh, listen, you're off to a great start there in uh, in Florida, Matthew. I know you'd probably like a little bit more team success in the moment, but, you know, 17 assists, 8 goals, you're at 25 points. A lot of times when, when players change locations for the first time, it can take a little while to, to grab that foothold. You had 8 points in your first 5 games. Why do you think it went pretty seamlessly for you?
1: I was, I've been put in a really good position here. Um, I obviously knew, um, a lot about this team and organization throughout, or learned a lot about them, sorry, throughout the summer. Um, came down here early, just really got acclimated to the team and the city and just everything that would help make me comfortable stepping on the ice. And I think that's the problems that some guys have when they go to a new team or city, it's, it's adjusting just to life there in general. And and life's been very great to me down here. Life at the rink's been even better. Um, I'm just really happy here.
3: And I was watching your game last weekend against your old uh, pals from Calgary. Got to think that it's nice to get those over with early, right? You don't want it to drag into March until you play them. Um, and you also go to Calgary next week. I mean, what do you think it'll be like in terms of the the crowd reaction? Uh, I mean, I think back to Jack Eichel going back to Buffalo. I know that's different, but, you know, it was emotional for him. I mean, what, what do you think it's going to be like for you next week in Calgary?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's going to be the same as that. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, I'm excited. I've, I've grew up there. I played six years there. So many games, so many big games, so many great moments. It's going to be weird sitting on the other bench and, and, uh, in the away locker room and just everything would be so different there. But get to see a lot of, just looking forward to just, you know, going and playing a game that won't walk and seeing security people that I haven't seen in forever, seeing the fans that are, you know, Season ticket people that you see there all the time, um, just just people around the rink and and having that experience again on the list side will will be different. It'll be weird, but you know those fans have done a lot for me and have been so so appreciative of me. And um, I've been even more uh, you know happy to play in front of them for all those years. And I can't wait to see them.
0: I think about energy that you hockey players receive from crowds. So when you're at home, it's that positive energy. It's that love and adulation and raising your hands in the air, and you know they're cheering for you. And then when you're on the road, when you're a villain on the road, it's you hear them you know, raining down on you with the hatred and the booze. And the, some players are able to function in either. Some thrive more in the negative. How do you think you react to both of those? Because it seems to me like, like you're a guy that can thrive in the negative every bit as, every bit as much as kind of soaking in the love.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy both. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with both. I think if you'd ask most people, because there's not, there's probably only a handful of people that actually get booed, individuals that get booed in the road rings. but normally the players that do, they're doing something right or they're doing something that causes that so they can play under that pressure. So, um, I mean, you think that you just named like a guy like Jack Eichel. I mean, he thrived under it. Uh, I mean, I, I think about like, past few years playing in Calgary, Adam Fox would get booed every time he touched the buck. He thrived. So I can, just a few examples that I've, I've seen in person um, doesn't ha- happen. I'm sure certain guys would get booed. They probably couldn't handle it, but at the end of the day, those guys are getting booed.
3: Matthew, I don't know if you've been asked this uh, since the blockbuster trade, and I apologize if you haven't, I missed it, but you know, I assumed all along that part of the reason why you made the very difficult decision uh, to say that uh, you were ready to move on was was that your pal Johnny Goudreau had moved on right before you. And I had always linked those two things, but maybe that was wrong of me to do without actually asking you. But do you think you were heading towards a certain decision no matter what? Or, or did that affect your thinking uh,
1: in the end? Yeah, that, that had really no effect. I, You know, the decision all was um was not linked to that and had no really affiliation with it it just kind of happened similar time which i'm Mm. sure people could try to link that or try to make something out of it but it really had nothing to do with it
0: i think about the lifestyle change i'm here in alberta i i live the alberta lifestyle (laughs) through the winter months you did that for (laughs) years and all of a sudden to be in florida where the options are different the lifestyle is different and and i wonder matthew about how you stay in that hockey mindset and how you've been able to stay really dialed in with such a dramatic change in your lifestyle away from the rink. Has that been challenging at all or are you just loving it and embracing it?
1: Um, it really hasn't been challenging at all because I don't think I've ever been a part of a team that that holds ourselves to a certain standard when it comes to the on ice and how um, preparation is and everything. like All the maybe there's not the outside pressure or the outside expectations, not that that had any effect on me when I was in Calgary, but like down here, there, there isn't as much as that, but you know, the expectations and the, I wouldn't say pressure, but just how we want to play and how we, what we expect of ourselves is so high with this team and with this whole organization. And um, it's really been unbelievable, unbelievable to be a part of just each and every day um, what we expect out of ourselves. So yeah, um, but definitely the off ice lifestyle is is obviously the biggest change. Um, now I've got a bunch of family here for Thanksgiving. Um, gonna try to go to the beach today. You know, that's just a uh, <laughs> gonna try to get out of here and done with you guys so I can actually get some hours at the beach here today. <laughs> no, I was Just kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's that's fair. the biggest difference. Um, I've uh, I've just obviously really enjoyed my time down here and the guys have been great life outside has been awesome had a lot of people visiting so um it's been awesome
0: is there any guilt at all if you're on the golf course the day after a loss i often wonder that with players during the season about golf in season can you enjoy a round of golf the day after a loss
1: um i've golfed pretty much every off day i've been down here um I i try on my on those off days just to try to not think about hockey. And I think it's easier down here to get away from it. Um, you know, I'm not saying that's a negative in, in Canada, but everywhere you go or, you know, every place you, you know, turn, it's, it's pretty much 24 seven hockey. So um, it's a good distraction down here, which is why it's so good that um, our team like at the rank and during games and practices and work we expect so much out of ourselves and in the internal, um, expectation and pressure is so high here that um, we can afford on off days to not think about hockey. <laughs> yeah. Well,
3: I can just tell you how jealous I am that, uh, that you get to do that, man. Uh, our golf season is a little different up here, as you know. Uh, last question for me would be this. Last, yeah, last question for me, for you, Matthew, would be how you've got a different coach, of course, uh, after leaving Calgary. Daryl Sutters can often be a man a few words. And Paul Maurice is is really known as this great communicator and they both have had a lot of success in their careers. Different ways to coach, right? I mean, how would you compare playing for Daryl Sutter and now for Paul Maurice?
1: I've absolutely loved playing for Paul here. It's it's been unbelievable. He's like you said, he's a great communicator and his preparation is best I've seen. Just just how he gets the best out of his players and you know, how he's respectful of players and trainers and everything. Everybody just loves him here. And um, he's been awesome for me uh, so far. I've learned a lot about myself as a player. And um, it's just a very professional environment. But, you know, he likes to have a lot of fun, too. He likes to joke around. He's got a really good personality. Um, yeah, everybody here, you know, doesn't have – nobody has a bad word to say about him. He's, he's been awesome. Trainers, players, equipment guys, everybody loves him. So um, he's been great so far. He's been great for – for my, uh, you know, for my year. I think that um, we've, we've talked a lot, um, you know, a lot more than probably my past coaches about trying to improve on little things that I wouldn't have, wouldn't have really thought of. So um, yeah, he's been great. I've really enjoyed it. Um, Everybody's, everybody's really, uh, really enjoying him back there and and the rest of the coaching staff too. So um, it's been great.
0: Listen, I want to ask you about Sutter's comments from the other day. You know, he was asked about you, and he said there were times last year I felt sorry for Matthew. He was always at the rink; he couldn't do anything, go anywhere, or go home. Did did those comments catch your ear? And and what did you think of your your old coach saying that?
1: Um, I didn't didn't hear those until right now, but uh, uh, last year I. Had a you know a lot of fun with the guys. Um, we had a great time last year. Where there was a bunch of us that lived really close to each other that were doing stuff at each and every day. I th- I'd say it was probably. I mean, if you said that, it was probably meaning more like the year before that where you couldn't do much. But, COVID and such, yeah, yeah, but it was yeah. it was still good. I mean, obviously, that time in Canada and everything was was never fun anywhere, but especially in Canada wasn't fun. Um, but no, we had a, we had a great time. We were a very close team last year. Did everything together off ice, and um, yeah, I don't I don't really. I I don't know what he was was trying to say. Maybe he was talking about some other time. I really have no idea.
0: All right, fair enough. Listen, uh, before we let you go, uh, the the name of the podcast has got your back because we love uh, hearing people's stories about a time in their life where somebody had their back. So when I present that to Matthew Kachuk, what's your answer? Who had uh, Matthew Kachuk's back?
1: I think back to when I was 18. um, I was trying everything possible to make the team in Calgary. Um, and I was kind of like competing with, obviously you're competing with a bunch of guys to, to make roster spots and, um, and for playing time and you guys know. Um, and one guy who really had my back was Michael Furland, took me under his wing, um, kind of showed me the ropes and everything. And there was one of the last few preseason games, uh, somebody on Vancouver who like never played in, in the NHL kind of ran me in front of the bench or whatever, a little late, not, not whatever, it wasn't a big deal, but shook me up and I had to go to the locker room. And, um, as I'm in the locker room, I hear a huge roar from out, out in the rink and, um, Furley went up to the guy and basically just kicked the shit out of him. So, uh, and and that's like a, a guy who I'm competing with for a job and everything. And he's doing that and, um, did that for me yeah. for, you know, three, two, three years when I played with him. So, uh, very thankful for guys like Furley, um, guys like Derek Englin. You know, my first couple of years that that stuck up for me and and had to protect me. So those guys really have my back.
0: That's got to be a great feeling when someone does that. Like when you see them. Is that a hug? Do you hug a guy after that? I feel like I'd want (laughs) to hug a guy.
1: I think that was a hug you know took him out to dinner Got him i was gonna say buy him, him dinner, dinner. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah buy him dinner all right
0: last thing before we let you go to the beach really quick we're gonna do some rapid fire and then you can get the heck out of here and get to the beach uh and this is non-hockey related rapid fire here we go with matthew Kachuk. uh star wars marvel movies or neither neither have you seen any star wars movies
1: um not in a long time. I mean I've seen like the Iron Man. I like the Iron Man movie. So I'll go with, I'll go Marvel. with Marvel.
0: Oh uh, that's a Marvel answer. On the plane, cards with the fellas or iPad and relax? Cards. Fall asleep, TV on, white noise or complete quiet? Complete quiet. Slippers or bare feet in the morning? Bare feet. Hmm did that change? Must have been slippers in Calgary, no? It was
1: it was Timberland boots in Calgary. <laughs> Favorite toy as a kid? Uh, probably just like mini sticks.
0: A three-hour drive. You want to be at the wheel or the passenger?
1: Uh, at the wheel and playing music.
0: Okay. Uh, lots of conversation or just quieter music?
1: Mm, depends who I'm with. I, probably talking.
0: Three-hour drive. You're driving. Your passenger takes a nap. Offside or Okay.
1: That's okay with me.
0: That's, that's offside. Okay. You can't nap if you're the passenger. Don't you gotta yeah, keep the right. guy company?
1: Yeah. I'm okay with it. it depends who it is. If it's somebody that can annoy the hell out of you, then that's totally fine.
0: Michael Furland <laughs> would never nap next to you if you were driving.
1: No, he'd be checking uh checking the mirror every two seconds to make sure <laughs> you no know coming.
0: Making sure you weren't being tailgated. Pull over, yeah. I gotta deal with this guy. Uh read a book or listen to a podcast.
1: Listen to a podcast.
0: Well, we got one that you might like. Uh, <laughs> longest driver in the family?
1: Probably. Oh, man. Mm. Uh, if Brady really attacks one, he, he it's him. Worst putter? Brady as well.
0: Cleanest room?
1: Jeez, uh, probably. I mean, my sister, my parents, Brady and I aren't clean.
0: Are you a mess? Is your, is your bed made right now?
1: I mean, I haven't been in their house for years, but when I was there, it was about... No, I, I keep it.
0: Like, like is it your hard. bed made right now at the house where you live right now? Are you going home to a made bed?
1: Uh, well, I got all my family here right now for Thanksgiving, so if somebody want to make it for me, I'll, I'll take
0: uh, it. What's your go-to meal if you are cooking for yourself?
1: Uh, I really only grill. Um... So in a perfect world, I'm picking up a Caesar salad from from somewhere and grilling either chicken or steak yeah. and making a little like a steak Caesar salad. That, that's probably the go-to
0: dressing on the side with the Caesar. Or you just chuck it in there.
1: Uh, I, I mean, if I ah, uh, I'd, I'd rather than make it. Normally, people know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you nice clothes. Do you enjoy it or is it kind of a pain in the ass getting dressed up for work?
1: here in florida it's a pain in the ass
0: why in florida just the weather it's too hot
1: i just like throwing on short sleeve yeah. shorts and my my sandals right now that's yeah. that's easy for me
0: uh you got to go with the old classic sean avery short suits did you ever see that when avery was wearing the, <laughs> the suits with oh, the I, short
1: i have But I one game this year i did wear a uh a short sleeve uh, button down under my suit. And I was like, this is, I don't think I can pull this off anymore. <laughs> no, he had short,
0: like his pants were short. So he had a full oh, suit, no but the pants oh, were wow. shorts. Yeah, it was unreal. I, do, yeah, I think it drove his teammates doing that. nuts. Yeah, I'm
1: not doing that.
0: Last one, top three favorite things to do that are not playing hockey.
1: Uh, going to the beach or pool, playing golf. And uh, just just hanging out with friends.
0: Well, we're keeping you from doing all three of those things, so we'll let you go, Matthew. Thank you so much for the time, and uh, good luck the rest of this year.
1: Awesome, thank you guys. Appreciate it, Matthew. Thank you.
0: Always great stuff from Florida Panthers forward, Matthew Kachuk. Love it when we can dig into some goofy off ice stuff with these guys. Uh, always such business when it comes to hockey players, but uh, some fun there getting to know Matthew Kachuk a little bit. All right. Today in our Straight to the Point segment, Scott Burnside digs into the uh, New Jersey Devils. And what a season it has been so far for them. 16-3, uh, 32 points as Ray and I were talking about. So they're 8-1 on the road, 8-2 and two at home. They play fast, they play hard. Their personnel uh, seems tailor-made for that system. So how does all of that come together for an organization Well, as Scott dives into, it's about an organization taking stock of where it's at, where it wants to get, and the decisions you need to make to get from point A to point B. They have made some good ones and are reaping the rewards. Scott Burnside, straight to the point
4: on the New Jersey Devils. If the New Jersey Devils keep this up, fans in Newark are going to have to come up with even more inventive ways to apologize to head coach Lindy Ruff, whose head they were calling for after just two losses to start this NHL season. Of course, as we're recording this, the Devils have reeled off 13 straight victories. They are the story of the first quarter of this NHL season. Uh, tying a franchise record set more than two decades ago and tied for the seventh longest win streak in NHL history. Um, and Let's be honest, I don't think anyone saw this coming. And the fact that Lindy Ruff entered this season in the final year of his contract speaks to some skepticism within the organization that he was the man to help this young team fulfill its uh, significant potential. Um, but the proof is in the standings, they're in the points, they're in the statistics – Devils are number one in the NHL in five-on-five goals scored, tied for fourth in five-on-five goals allowed. Uh, And you might think that this is all about Lindy Ruff and his staff, but really, it's about an organization that did a deep dive into how it did all of its hockey business in the offseason. I talked to Tom Fitzgerald, the GM, about a week ago, and he talked about in the offseason how everyone, starting with himself, uh, looked at how they not only did their job, but how could they do it better? How could the different departments communicate more effectively within hockey ops? How could they help the coaching staff and thus the players to reach their potential? There was some change on the coaching staff, too. Andrew Burnett came over from Florida, where he was the interim head coach, won 13 straight games, by the way, en route to a uh, president's trophy win. Sergey Breland, longtime devil, joined Lindy Ruff's staff. Ryan McGill comes over from Vegas. So the coaching staff has a new look to it. But this all comes from Lindy Ruff. And there is a man, fifth all-time in games coach, fifth all-time in wins among NHL coaches. You can make the case he will be a Hall of Famer when his career is over. He adapted and also took to heart how he approached his job. Listen, the easy thing is to change the head coach, go a different direction. It appeases the fans. Maybe it appeases ownership. New Jersey Devils did not take the easy way out. And kudos to them. And kudos to Lindy Ruff for a new leash on his coaching life when maybe many people thought, especially the fans in Newark, that it should be coming to a close.
0: All right, that'll wrap up the podcast, folks. Thank you so much for your downloads and your subscriptions. We really appreciate you coming along on the ride here with us. Big thanks to Matthew Kachuk for joining us, Ray Ferraro as well. And uh, a big thanks as always to our sponsors, Cross Country Canada Supplies and Rentals, Pro Hockey Life, and of course, Liberty Smart Security. Uh, Leave us a review on iTunes if you get a chance. We'd love to hear what you think. Uh, My DMs are open on Twitter as well. So any feedback you have here on the podcast, we want to make this as great as we can. And that requires your feedback. So let us know what you think about what we're doing here on Got Your Back, LeBron and Rashad, or Got Your Back, yeg that's of course the local pod that we do with jason strudwick here in edmonton have yourselves a fantastic finish to the week folks and look forward to chatting again soon cheers